This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hi there, Turner. Let me introduce you to Conan and David. Hey, how are you, Turner? G Lord O'Brien, you grant me a great honor with this audience. Bear bearer of the Auburnish crown, lord of the gangly reach, prince of the questionable pallor. I, I'm really sorry. Shtick is my body's natural defense mechanism <laughs> to anxiety. That's fantastic. So. No, I, I, I loved it. I was uh, very frightened for a minute that you had a large tumor uh, <laughs> pressing into your brain and that we were going to immediately have to relieve the pressure. That's not inaccurate. That is absolutely not inaccurate. <laughs> well, I hope it is, because I'm laughing, and I hope that it is inaccurate. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're Turner, a person. Turner Coates, that was, uh, your name is Turner Coates, is that correct? correct? That's, that is correct. The third. You're Turner Coates the third. Indeed. Indeed. That's fantastic. What a great name. The name's Coates. Turner Coates the everybody, third. Everybody assumes it's a stage name. They're like, no, 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 your real name. We are going to need your real name. Like, no, officer, I swear, Turner Coates is my, is my real you name. You know what's so. interesting? I've always thought that if someone is a, I'm the third or I'm the fourth, the assumption always is that they have a great deal of money. And, you know, because you think of Thurston Howell the third, you mm -hmm. think of, uh, and that's not always the case. You can be, you can, I, I could be Conan O'Brien the fifth and have absolutely nothing. I could be driving around in an old neon and uh, living in a $400 a month apartment. Correct. You, you could have just had a father who was really bad at birth control, but an incredibly <laughs> not, not very creative yeah. when it came to yeah. naming conventions either. It doesn't line up at all. It doesn't line up at all. It's Gilligan's Island has given us all the impression that if you're a second or a third or a fourth, that you're driving around in a Bentley and that you have a manservant. Well, that and you can power a cab with coconut milk. So, I mean, there's, yes, there's exactly. a lot going but on. We, we, we won't get into the weeds on that one. Uh, 
Hey, Turner, um, so much to ask you about. First of all, I know there's got to be a backstory to the way that you greeted me because <laughs> you had it. You had a stunning command of that uh, formal, almost regal language. And I'm gonna find out what that's all about. But first, tell me, where are you? Where do you live? Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. Ah, so you are helping keep Austin weird. In, well, indeed, we're uh, helping. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. You, you are the reason, Austin. If you were to leave Austin tomorrow, Austin would immediately turn, it would lose all of its weirdness. Immediately go Republican. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, 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 things would just completely turn upside down. Dogs and cats yeah. living together the whole night. Yeah. So uh, you uh, you live in Austin, and uh, what kind of stuff do you do? Uh, how does how do you plot? What is your trade? How do you make your living? How do you uh, get the dough? My my day job, I am a director of purchasing for a large commercial design firm that uh, oh. specializes in senior living and multifamily communities. Okay, but my my side hustle is a different story. All right, let's talk about your side hustle. That would be a dungeon master, Conan. Ah, oh, a Dungeons no. and Dragons dungeon master. Correct. Not a sex thing. Let's be perfectly clear. I'm pretty sure that they cleared that up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I just lost all my enthusiasm for this. <laughs> I, logs I, off instantly. I, I know. I should have led with God. that. I apologize. I swear to God. I, <laughs> I totally, I'm completely, I'm just going to hang up on you now. Well, that, that's to be expected. That's to be expected. No, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons and I know nothing, nothing about it. And I know it's a huge thing and people mm -hmm. take it very seriously. And so I want you to educate me about this Dungeons and Dragons world. You are the dungeon master, which means you run the games. Is that right? Correct. I am effectively the referee and host for a group of players who come together and to experience a collaborative storytelling experience. The dungeon master is the writer, director, producer, and every single background character. Ah, so you're sexually harassing everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> Just absolutely. Wait, well, so- I'm uh, also the HR department, so who are they going to oh, tell? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's the best scam of all. Uh, you know, it's interesting because um, I happen to know people take this very seriously, and I've heard through friends- that uh, the actor Joe Manganiello mm -hmm. is- I can speak to that personally. Yeah, oh, okay, well you tell us, because yeah. I've heard he's incredibly, ta he takes this very seriously. So seriously that I think I made one too many jokes and wasn't asked back. <laughs> oh no. Right. And I don't want to tell tales out of school, but he has a converted wine cellar mm -hmm. that is now a dungeon in his home filled with thousands of D&D &D figurines. Like the army's mask. I love how you're not telling tales at a school. <laughs> <laughs> you just completely right into it. You just completely sold out Joe Manganiello, what? who's it, a lovely guy, by the way. I've met him many very times. Lovely. He's a lovely very. guy, and he's really funny. He's got a great sense of humor, but he takes Dungeons and Dragons really seriously. And I can imagine Matt, you being there, making your quips as you do. <laughs> and uh, trust me, I've been on the verge of uh, kicking you out of uh, out of this enterprise many times yeah. because you're just quipping away and <laughs> chuckling over there in the corner. So. People do take it quite seriously, and there's a lot of work that goes into mm -hmm. uh, having an effective game. Is is that correct, Turner Coates the Third? Absolutely. You've if if you're if to, to build a a world that you can immerse players in, you spend a lot of time doing research, and and players like poking funds at the fun at the boundary of that research. They're very they, you know they love to ask for non-player character names on the spot to see if you've named every third uh, towns townsperson that you've you've put into this small village. This reminds me of uh, it's very similar to if you ever go to like old Sturbridge Village, which is about forty miles from where I grew up uh, in Massachusetts. 
it's one of those communities where everyone dresses like a pilgrim pretty mm -hmm. much and they live in a little pilgrim village. When we were in grade school, they would take us there and I would walk around with my classmates and you'd go in. Basically the illusion is that you're supposed to be time traveling. Mm -hmm. So there'd be a smithy in there and he'd be hammering away at the shoes of the, for a, a horseshoe and saying, ah, these young you know, folk have come, you know, prithee, uh, have a seat and we were assholes. We'd be like, hey, what do you think this is? And show them our shitty digital watch, 1980 digital watch. What do you think this is? And you could see the guy's just eyes glaze over and he'd he'd go, oh, prithee, gadzooks, tis witchcraft upon ye wrist, this magical. And you know, I just like these crappy kids coming in. And that's essentially what sometimes I'm guessing people were trying to do in a Dungeons and Dragons game and why Matt Gorley was kicked out. Well, you know, that, that it's very important that whenever you go into a, a new group situation that you make sure that you're playing the same game. D&D &D can be deadly serious. You can really get into the Shakespearean Henry V depths with it. That's not what I tend to play. I go a lot sillier with it because that's kind of what I enjoy. You know, we do, do very- Do you have the authority as Dungeon Master to banish someone? Absolutely. Have you banished people? I've asked people not to come back to the table. Yes, I, okay. I, I absolutely have. Just because Turner, I give you the authority during our conversation <laughs> to banish Matt Gorley if you find his quips to be too inane. I accept this boon. Turner, Turner I do not give you that authority. Uh, <laughs> boon, boon rescinded. Boon rescinded. No, noted. Noted. Thank you. Uh, David, I give you the power uh, to throw a magic bag over Matt Gorley. Oh. Yeah, and convert him uh, back uh, into the toad from which he once sprang. Wow. What? David, I give you the power to just slap Conan right now. <laughs> just <laughs> just, 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 yeah. just hit uh, <laughs> So do you, you play uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, yourself recreationally with your family at all? I do. I We, we play uh, every Saturday night. We come together for a family game, and I actually use that as playtest material for the uh, encounters That's that I nice. run. For Well, generally, if, if my kids can beat it and the adults that I do the podcast with can't beat it, that just makes them look even stupider, so it's mission Mission accomplished. So like, Very good. My nine-year-old so beat this in three minutes, gentlemen. Uh, so, what? What are your? Can you tell me anything about? You have a son, a daughter, a mm -hmm. wife. What are they? Uh, what are their characters? What are they? What are their powers? So, my uh, my wife plays a bard, uh, a lore master bard. So she is a uh, traveling minstrel and has spells to uh, to basically befuddle the mind and, and damage people. But they also she also has an ability called cutting words, where she can insult you. And and make you roll lower, lower on your ability checks, so uh, which uh, isn't that far from, uh, we're not going too far into fantasy. She's an the, insult comic. She is an insult comic, yes, very much yeah, so. Yeah, she's, she's basically traveling around like a Triumph the Insult comic dog or a correct. Don Rickles, and, <laughs> uh, and just ripping into people and lowering their self-esteem. That's her power. That is her power, indeed it is. And then That's uh, cool. my daughter plays a tiefling monk, which is a half-devil, uh, her son is literally Satan in, in the camp. Her father is literally Satan in the campaign. Wait Which, a minute. Your father, your daughter's imagination has her playing a character whose father's the devil, which means you're the devil. Is it because you make her play Dungeons and Dragons every Saturday? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. 
She wants to go out with her friends, and you're like, no! No, no, you're going to play Dungeons and Dragons in the basement with me. Now tell me about your character. Well, I don't know. My my dad's the devil. Does that tell you anything, Turner? That's not too far off. It's not too far off. When the devil does, they say when the devil does turn up, he will make us all play Dungeons and Dragons on Saturday nights. It is It is Satan's game. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone. <laughs> Cuckoo, there's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. 
And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I, it's not a good match, I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. Come on, if most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it in Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. So your so that's your daughter is a tiefling monk, a tiefling monk, and then my son plays a uh, dragonborn uh, trickster cleric of the god Aladamara, who is uh, is amnesiac, and he's actually the reason why we started playing together as a family. He came to me and said, "Hey, uh, you know, I want to." I've heard about Dungeons Dragons. Have you ever heard about it? Would you, uh, could we play it? And I was like, oh, the chosen one has finally risen. This is, I've never been more proud of you, my son. Uh, and he, uh, he decided, he's like, well, I want to play a dragonborn, which I like these dragon people. And I want him to be an amnesiac cleric, trickster cleric and, and develop this whole backstory. And I'm like, you've never been more proud of you than just right, just right now. Right. Um, and, uh, and then my daughter was like, yeah, I just, I want you, my dad's the devil and I want to punch things. So that's yeah, exactly. the, the level no, of that's, backstory thought was completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once she knew her dad was the devil, she had it. <laughs> she's all in. Uh, she's all in. She's all in. 
<laughs> so how long do these games take? Because, I mean, Dungeons & Dragons games can mm-hmm. go on for days, right? Months, well, years. Well, yeah, we the, the family game we limit to about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, the typical play session in an, average, in an average scenario is about three to four hours. And then you can do a single one-off, what's called a one-shot. Those tend to be very compressed. I'm not a huge fan of running those. Uh, or, but a larger campaign can last years. Um, the, uh, you know, I played one in high school and college that lasted probably about three, four years to get from, from start to finish. And, and a lot of them don't finish. They kind of start and then, and then we'll peter out. That's but, a question. If you're playing a game that lasts four years and it ends, is there a period of almost mourning and loss <laughs> afterwards? There is a little bit. It's like, a, it's like a TV series that got canceled without ever really having the finale. You know, if if you oh, I've done that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wow. So no, right. a, a lot of times, if if you can see that a group running its natural course as a dungeon master, you can plan a, a narrative for that to tie it up. Because yeah, the important thing to remember, it, yes, you're putting all this work in, you're building this world, you're constructing around these characters, but ultimately, you're the leader important person in that equation. Your players and the characters that they create and they bring to the table really need to be the focus. And it's their stories that you're really there to tell within the context of, of the game. But I, I'm a bigger fan of the kind of the longer form campaigns. Wow. You've given this a ton of thought. <laughs> and uh, clearly, uh, you, you bring a lot of yourself uh, to this game. And I think that's to be admired. I just, I never grew up out of playing pretend. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I ultimately Well, I, I can actually, I can, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons right. and uh, I don't know that I'm built for games so much, but uh, I never grew up. And uh, to this day, uh, I'm constantly playing what if uh, mm. in my head and um, very much my children have spent most of their lives telling me to grow up and stop <laughs> behaving foolishly. And uh, I think that's the way to go. You know, I only say that because I know no other way. <laughs> well, I've never uh, yeah, it, explored another possibility. It, it gives me an excuse to have a reason for to wander around the house going, yes, I think we really should be going this direction. Or, <clears throat> like, to, to have those. Oh, you do the voices? Wow. Oh, I do the, I do the voices, yeah. Well, I, let's hear uh, some of that. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, well, there's LaCroix Waterloo, who is my Goliath. Bar- LaCroix Waterloo, the Goliath barbarian, who, yes, is named after the seltzers that were on my desk <laughs> at the time of his name. <laughs> Uh, named after yes, named after the seltzer lemon lime, of course, not included. I am, uh, and that is uh, I'm terrible at name. I'm terrible at maps, and I'm terrible at naming stuff, which you would think as a dungeon master would be. A, but I just you know look at my desk, flip it. Uh, I have a, a major character named Ognum the Sage, who's named after a mango bubbly water, and his partner Tied Echo is the Diet Coke that was next to it. So I mean, as long as you put let's it, hear those voices. Uh, well, Ognum is very thready and breathy. Now, Conan, you've got to understand. Ognum is a little bit of a mad scientist, almost like a contemporary uh, character who you would catch. He likes to he likes to bring the characters forward and then cut them down and insult them because they are quite incompetent. Uh, and then Tied is uh, yeah, uh, a little bit more of a gruffer, gruffer kind of lumberjack uh, kind yeah. of character. Uh, he's yeah. a so, and then uh, you've got- uh, He's got, Nick Offerman, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I actually have a Nick Offerman character in, in my main campaign, uh, uh, Ronson Swan. Uh, he's, there's bird people. <laughs> They're called Aracocras. Er, 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 uh, and uh, he's a, a gleaming white Aracocra er, er, that works for the 
Taliesin Parks and Rec Department, uh, managing the gates to the field of madness. Uh, yeah, I spend way too much time thinking about something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, uh, can, do you have a question for me? How can I help you? You seem to be the knower of all things. I feel well, like I, there's nothing I can tell you. Well, yeah, I, I would like to know, Conan. So obviously uh, you've, you're familiar with Stephen Colbert and his uh, love of fantasy and and and. All things oh, Tolkien. Yes. Well, Stephen's thing is, uh, yeah, is 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 Tolkien, and so, uh, his knowledge of those books is astounding. I mean, literally, I think he can tell you page numbers that things occur on, and he memorized some of the long poems and incantations, and uh, so he's being hospitalized. <laughs> my my real question for you is: in a LARP fight, in a live action role play fight. Who do you think could take who? Could you take Colbert and his boundless Tolkien knowledge? Or could Colbert take you and what I imagine is your substantial reach in a fight? I've got the reach on, uh, on Stephen. Stephen knows so much more about fantasy fiction uh, th than I do. Uh, in fact, that's not even a fair fight. He just would destroy me in a second. I know that basically there's a ring, there's Gollum. Uh, I think there's Mordar. Um, and I just, I know, I remember Mordor because uh, he's it's referenced. It's Mordor. I think it's Mordor. No, no, you know what it is? It's Mordor and he shops at Mordor. Uh, it's a large package store. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I can always remember his name because uh, it's one of the most ridiculous vocal performances uh, by, um, in Led Zeppelin. Robert Plant gives his vocal performance uh, and it's in the song Ramblin' On. And he goes, and from the darkest depths of Mordor. No, no, no. And he goes like, and oh, we talk, he, no, he's talking about Mordor. Mm -hmm. And then he says, and Gollum, the evil one, crept up and swept away with her. <laughs> and uh, I find it to be completely absurd, but I love it. That's my knowledge. That's the extent of my knowledge of of that world. So Stephen would totally, um, he, he would totally defeat me in that department. Uh, but I have the reach. And what I would do is before we started, I'd say, Stephen, I can't fight a guy with glasses. And as he was putting his glasses away, I'd hit him with a two by four. And I think I would win because I'm above nothing. So. Put a little decorative scroll work on that two by four and you've got a, a, an improvised D&D weapon. You're good to go. Thank you. I have your permission now to attack Stephen Colbert <laughs> exactly. with a two by four. I, I le legally absolve you of any liability. Thank I you. That'll be my defense. Oh, yeah. I was I told by Turner Coates III <laughs> that I could attack talk show host Stephen Colbert. That, that's, with not a, that's not a real name. What was his real name? That, that's yeah. I'm telling you, he was here. And then we go We go to Austin. No one's ever heard of you. We go to your basement. There is no basement. It's the, per, it's the Spanish prisoner. Um, Turner Coates III, uh, you're a gentleman. Thank you. And uh, you are a scholar, and uh, you're uh, you're doing. I'm not going to say you're doing God's work because that's just not true. But um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your humor and uh, your depth of commitment to this fantasy world. Because let's face it, these days I'll take any world <laughs> over the one we're currently in. Exactly. Exactly. I will join you any t if. If I can escape some of the harsh realities of 2021 uh, and join you guys in a basement, uh, I will do it. So thank you very much, sir. An honor and a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me, Conan. It was a real treat. 
Yeah, and and Turner, seriously, very cool. I think it's, I, I love how much uh, you're putting into this. Uh, oh, and I, so I do, I am a believer that God is in the details and, um, and you, you reap what you sow. And I think uh, what you're doing is really lovely. So continue, go and be healthy and be well. And, and, and be wary in your travels of various creatures, small and large. And, and you as well, Lord Conan, and you as well. <laughs> that character's been drinking. <laughs> Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.